Hello, you're listening to a Zen Studies Society podcast. To learn more about our community of Zen Buddhist practitioners, please visit zenstudies.org. The Iron Flute, Case 95, Rinzai's True Eye. Mayoku asked Rinzai, Avalokiteshvara has a thousand hands, and each hand has an eye. Which is the true eye? Fugai, which is not the true eye? Rinzai answered, Avalokiteshvara has a thousand hands, and each hand has an eye. Which is the true eye? Tell me quickly. Fugai. The enemy is defeated with his own weapon. Mayoku pulled Rinzai down from the high seat and sat in his place. Fugai. A comet comes close to another constellation. Rinzai approached Mayoku and asked, How do you do? Fugai. The whole army retreats by command. Kangetsu. Mayoku did not keep his aim steady. Mayoku was about to say something. Rinzai shouted, Pats! and pulled him down from the high seat in turn. Fugai, sleeping dragon. Yogen Senzaki, grab the enemy's spear and attack him with it. Mayoku left quietly. Fugai, Two generals understand each other. Nyogen Senzaki. In Chinese history, there was a well-known general named Zhuge Kongming, who was suddenly surrounded by the enemy under the command of Zhang Ta. Kongming was alone at the time, his men away on leave. Kongming stepped out on the balcony of a tower overlooking the enemy and played his harp. Zhang Ta knew of Kong Min's superior strategy, and afraid that Kong Min's men were hiding and preparing to attack, suddenly ordered his own men to retreat. Kong Min was known as Sleeping Dragon, whom none could defeat. Fugai's comment refers to this story. Avalokiteshvara has 1,000 eyes, but there is only one true eye. That true eye manifests itself in a thousand eyes. It is like the moon reflected simultaneously in a thousand lakes. Does the lake invite the moon, or does the moon come down to the lake? Which is host? Which is guest? Foxy Rinzai purposely asked, How are you? Before his Kratz! Mayoku should have tossed back that Kratz and left abruptly. Too bad the battle was lost so ingloriously. Genro's Verse I thought Diandan was a good fighter. Fugai, a good commander, is seldom found. His changeable strategy scared even demons. Fugai, one thousand sages cannot follow the highest road. 
When he used the fire-carrying bulls to fight, Fugai, 100 battles, 100 victories. He regained 70 castles at a time. Fugai, from the beginning, he did not lose. Yogen Senzaki. Diandan was another fighter in China. When he was short of soldiers, he utilized bulls to fight by lighting bundles of fire on their backs, thus winning a victory from the jaws of defeat. But monks should not talk of war and fighting. It is against the precepts of Buddhism. There are many examples that could be used rather than these. Even a flowering branch would make a better illustration. In the future, around the year 2100, Zen students may forget what warfare was and enjoy their Zen in peaceful gardens filled with the spring breeze. So this is day two of Harvest Session. And this exchange is from chapter two, Ascending the High Seat in the Book of Rinzai. Ada Roshi's translation starts with where this takes place, in He Prefecture, with Counselor O inviting Rinzai to take the high seat. Genro Oryu, the compiler of the Iron Flute, goes directly to the substance of the koan. Rinzai's exchange with Mayoku about Avalokiteshvara, the Bodhisattva of Compassion, Kanzeo. Very little is known about Mayoku. He also appears in Kamben, chapter 19 of the Book of Rinzai, asking which of Avalokiteshvara's twelve faces is the true face. In that chapter, Rinzai grabbed Mayoku's bowing mat and dragged him out. The twelve faces symbolize unlimited awareness and the thousand arms extend outward to relieve suffering through various skillful means. In the large-scale drawing here in the Dharma Hall at Daibasatsu Zendo, each hand holds a Dharma teaching implement, including a Vajra, signifying indestructible diamond and thunderbolt and a circle, and a lotus blossom, the Indian Buddhist swastika, and a dharma wheel. In both cases, Mayoku demands, which is the true one among the many? Which one is it? There are 34 of us here today, 
But really, there are uncountable thousands of us ready to attend to numberless beings. Which of us can see with the same eye as Kanon? Who has the true Dharma eye? Fugai Hongko commented, how can any of them not be true? What keeps us from seeing with the true eye? When we think Kanzeon is a concept, a figure out there on a wall or a sculpture in a temple, we are separated from her and we're wandering in the darkness of ignorance. What happens when we vow to stop wandering among our delusions, to be here, no matter how painful, no matter how inconvenient? It's up to us. We can vow to stop, to see. We are here in session to realize that Kanzeon Avalokiteshvara is us. Every morning chanting, we can experience this, become this. We're reaching out in every direction, hearing all cries, seeing all suffering. And in our aspiration, we know what to do, which implement is needed. We can respond to each being, excluding no one. We can respond to circumstances just as they are. This responding is our true nature, our Buddha nature coming forth as practice in activity. You may recall that the great Ehe Dogen's burning question was, if we already have Buddha nature, why do we practice? He left his training at Keninji in Japan and went to China with his teacher, Myozen Hoshi, who passed away while there. Dogen went to various masters. He heard about Chantong Lujing, in Japanese, Tendo Nyojo. And as soon as he met him, he knew. One night, while sitting in the Zendo, he heard him say, Drop off mind and body. Dogen experienced a great awakening. He realized that practice is enlightenment. Enlightenment is practice. Because we are already Buddha, we practice. Because we practice, we wake up to who we truly are. It's important to note, practice is not a matter of climbing a ladder 
It's not linear. Dogen called it the circle of the way. Those of you who are old timers know it's always changing. It's always something. Always nothing. We can't engineer or plan for it. We can't find it in others' words, although they can point the way. The words that strike us do so because they are already in our own hearts and we are ready to hear them. This readiness, this sowing and reaping, is most mysterious, most precious. We can't hurry it. We can't force it. The ripe fruit falls from the tree. Pick it up. Take a bite. Ah! When we are ready, mind and body drop away, and everything is revealed just as it is. You know that saying, when the student is ready, the teacher will come. Also, when the teacher is ready, the student will come. That meeting is eye to eye, heart to heart. There may be an initial knowing that is instantaneous, but then it takes time to mature. One day, some turning word, some subtle exchange, and it's known through and through. In Shohaku Okamura Roshi's 2018 book of commentaries on Dogen Zenji's Sansui Kyo, the Mountains and Waters Sutra, a fascicle in the Shobo Genzo, Okamura Roshi says, Shobo Gen means true Dharma eye. We need the eyes that can see true Dharma. Then we can see the Buddha's body in everything. If we have the ears to hear the Buddha's teaching, then we can really hear the Sutra. When we have these eyes and ears, we can see the reality of each and everything. Not only pleasant things, but terrible and painful things too. If we have the eyes and ears, we can see and hear the Buddha's teaching, even through negative things. Okamura Roshi goes on, the important question is how we can have such eyes and ears. That is the point of our study and practice. My teacher, Uchiyama Roshi and his teacher, Kodo Sawaki Roshi, taught that Zazen itself is the true Dharma eye. In other words, 
the true Dharma eye means not seeing things with our karmic consciousness. End quote. Zazen itself is the true Dharma eye. Just simply doing it. And little by little, trust forms. Trust grows in our own Buddha nature. Yet, we have to be diligent in cleaving to it. Understand what cleaving to it means? Hmm? Somebody show. Not just a little bit, and do something else. Absolute. Cleaving. Again and again, returning to this breath, this moment. Again and again, we get caught up in conditioned mind, karmic consciousness. What changes is we begin to know don't have to believe those karmic distortions. Isn't that wonderful? Don't have to believe in all that bullshit. So this again and again is crucial. It's difficult after a second day of session, maybe things are starting to feel really uncomfortable, you're tired, you don't want to be here, you'd rather have something else to do, isn't there some nice distraction at the end of this It's difficult, yet it becomes so easy. The more we do it, the more natural it becomes, right? You can say yes, even if you This process is exactly what session is. We're dropping our assumptions about who we are, how we are, what we need, what we should be doing, and we're just uniting with reality as it is. Seeing clearly and realizing it's been here all along. 
we come to understand. To borrow from what Karen borrowed yesterday, standing under it, bathed in its light, and that it's nothing special. So practice is none other than testifying to this. Knowing for ourselves whether the water is cool or warm. Yesterday in the Song of Zazen, Akuin told us, if we concentrate within and testify, to the truth that self-nature is no nature. We have really gone beyond foolish talk. Testify. Rinzai said, from your lump of red flesh, there is a true person without rank who is always going out and coming in through the face. You have not yet testified to this. Look, look. It doesn't just happen. And yet it does. But, here's the but, it requires continuous effort, assiduous dedication to realize that it's already here, has always One of Rinzai's sayings in section three of chapter 19, teaching the assembly, really illustrates this so well. In the past, he says, I studied the Vinaya intensively, and I also investigated the sutras and shastras. Later, I realized that these were mere prescriptions for medicine and superficial descriptions. Eventually, I relinquished them all, searched for the way and started to practice Zen. Later, I met outstanding teachers. At last, my Dharma eye became clear. 
Thus I could discern all kinds of teachers under heaven and tell the true from the fake. This discerning I was not with me when I was born from my mother, but rather after extreme discipline and ceaseless investigations, one day, all of a sudden, I could clearly see who I am. And to illustrate this point from a different perspective, we heard the other day, we've been reading Shoto Harara Roshi's Path to Bodhidharma in morning meeting. And this is what he said. Most people think that if they sit quietly, their bodies and thoughts will disappear. But it does not work like that. It is not that easy. If it were that easy, you could sleep or take drugs and do it. If you could just vaguely and lackadaisically sit on the cushion doing nothing and lose track of everything, then anybody would be able to do it. To really cut through the very root of life and death, to really get rid of that small self, I must experience and go beyond the limits of that small self. If we do not cross that boundary, we cannot taste the true flavor of this experience. So to taste that true flavor, Mm. We find it's always being offered to us. Nothing is hidden when we go beyond the limits of the small self. So this is what Rinjai is demanding of my uncle in this koan. Go beyond the limits of your own questioning. You came up with a good question. Which is the true I? So he throws the question back and then say it quickly. Speak. Tell me. Show your true I, my uncle. Are you ready? Or are you limited by your karmic consciousness, shrouded by veils, filters from lifetime after lifetime? So Wolf Rugai says, Rinzai turns Myopu's own weapon against him. 
this master reason, no matter from what direction the challenge comes, uses that very challenge to cut through directly. Speak, speak. And what is Mayoko's response? Hmm? Do you remember? Yes, it pulls them right off that seat and does what? Gets up there and sits down himself, right? He shows his metal. And he He displays his key, his vigorous energy, sand activity. And then Fubai compares his move to a comet that approaches the constellation. Doesn't quite touch it. Doesn't fully unite, implying, oh, maybe it's an act, a theater piece. And probably we often feel that way. What we're trying to do in showing, expressing our understanding. Know what's needed, I think. And then there's a little gap. How should I manifest it? How should I perform? And coming from that, the response is bound to be spurious, inauthentic, and coming from that limited, small self thinking, what should I do? Then what? Rinzai goes straight to the core with a seemingly polite question. Oh, there's the guy sitting on my seat. I'll greet him. How do you do? Hmm? This itself is nothing but a dynamic expression of this. True, I. What do you do? Uga says, oh, sly retreat by Master in his eye. All army is command. And then there's Mayoku, whose retreat is perhaps capitulating. He doesn't even know what hit him. Can't keep his aim, said Yogan Senzai's disciple. Come get good strout mechanics. Then what? 
how is my uncle going to respond? He's about to say something. We often come upon these words in the Torah. He's about to say something. What's that? Separation. Separation. Have you ever felt that way? Going to Doksan, you're asked a question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So he's lost. Rinzai then shouts, <sighs> pulls him down from the high seat and turns. And says, sleeping dragon. And Yogan sends up the grab the enemy's spear and attack him with it. So his Yogan sends up his comment, which I read to you already about Kong Mi, uh, who was called Sleeping Dragon because of his great skill and strategy. We don't need to hear again. I think we probably got the gist of it. Yes? There's a lot of Chinese battle history in this film. What is the point of all that? That's the question. You might wonder about my uncle's leading quietly. What's next? Yogan Senzaki sees him as defeated. But he seems to have something in leaving quietly. He knows when to retreat, like Jean Ta in that story. And I think this in itself is admirable. To be able to be vested and to simply leave something comes through. What does Rinzai do with that thing? No more shouting. <laughs> he too leaves and thus the guys comment two generals understand each other so somehow this battle changes right seems like one has defeated the other what now she says in the other case both of them Holding onto that stick, go back to his room. Then there's Denro's verse about another warrior. Who he implies as a good fighter 
is imaginative and creative and flexible. This is what we need in our practice. To be a good commander means to have this inner master. Just as we can call master. Yes, I awake. Yes, do not be deceived by others. No, I won't. This is required of each of us for this Zen realization and actualization. A horrible story that's told where Dandan used bulls rather than his own soldiers and Poor animals running desperately toward the enemy, trying to put out the fires on their backs. But what about us? We are all living in a burning building. As the Lord said, Reminds us. And in our ignorance, we're the bulls thinking we can outrun the fires of the passions of old age, sickness, and death. So here we are using changeable strategies. Animals first puts it. It's what we need to radically transform our lives. We've all fought innumerable inner battles, if not on actual battlefields. And some of you have come to an inner equanimity As a result of facing death, others are still engaged in mortal combat. I realize what it really is. And we think of our great ancestor, Shakyamuni, sitting under the Bodhi tree and vowing not to get up until he broke through 
realize, fully awake, Mara and all his armies attacked again and again all sorts of mental enticements. You know yourself what comes up for you. Oh, you, you can't do this. You're not capable of awakening in this lifetime. You might as well give up. Wouldn't you rather go to the movies? <laughs> you, uh, Prince Siddhartha's case, go back to your harem. There is a feast being prepared. All manner of distractions. Thoughts, recriminations, regrets, worries, plans. And these must be seen through. Can't avoid them. That's like. Or was she saying, if you could, you could just take a drug, take a nap, whatever. You have to keep going to delve into it, to penetrate into this great matter, like death, to cut through the root of attachment. To go beyond the limits you've placed on yourselves. Practice is struggle. You can't ignore However it is for you right here, just continue because in a moment it will be very different. It's not going to last. You like it? Uh-oh. <laughs> you hate it? Oh well. Just continue. we find out there's really nothing to do. And in that finding out, we also discover that there's always something to offer. So Yogan sends up me criticizes Genro, why are you using all these examples of war and fighting? It's against the precepts of Buddhism. And then he says, in the future, around the year 2100, Zen students may forget what war there was. 
gardens and enjoy their zen in peaceful gardens filled with the spring breeze. Now, who here thinks there will be such a peaceful garden on earth by 2100? You know, it's not so far away. 78 years. Some of you here are in your 20s. Who's here in your 20s? 20s, 20s, 20s. And so you could be there picking apples. <laughs> and the rest of us, well, we'll be back <laughs> in whatever form or no form. Just know this. Our faith and motivation are essential. can't just resign ourselves to the terrible circumstances we see around us and ahead of us between now and 2100. can't just succumb to pessimism despair and passivity. Doing that, we just intensify the negativity and perpetuate it. So, the creativity and insight that ripen in each one of us makes the difference. This is our cause. This is our impossible dream. It requires true effort, true vision, And we know what to do. Join me. Reach out. The collective embrace of our thousand arms. The clear seeing of our thousand eyes. Right now, we are in this peaceful garden, lake ripples in the arms. This has been a Zen Study Society podcast. If you found it to be of interest, please consider making a donation by visiting zenstudies.org slash donate.
Thank you for listening.